Good evening, good Sunday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Houston Round Ball Review presents Folks Talking Sports. I am KG Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Joining me should be not should not be a stranger to some of you who are dedicated followers of the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel. None other than Adolphus AD Moore from the Admax Corner. How are you, AD? Mr. KG, Chris, how are you? Doing great, man. How, how's everything going, man? I know you probably, I'm, I know you hooping it up, man. I'm I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm surprised you're not sitting up there with, with two basketballs spinning on your fingers right about now, man. You deep down into the NBA playoffs and everything, man. Except your Detroit Pistons not in there, but I, but I, but I'm, I'm sure you're surviving it. That was that was to be expected. That was, that was no surprise at all. None whatsoever. <laughs> None at all. We're gonna talk. AD's gonna talk some Texans. For yeah, Tony MC. See that AD? People know who you are. Oh, okay. See all you right. Hey, Texans. They, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Tony. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. So, yeah. Yep. In fact, Tony. Let's see if I can do it. Tony, this is for you, Tony. Oh. <laughs> How about that? There we go. So then I hope that came through pretty clear. Oh, it, came through, it came through crystal clear for me. I see what Jamon, I see Jamon already throwing this question out there. And I'm going like, really? Yeah, here we, that's why I got you on AD. So yep, Jamon, here you are. And I'm going to we're gonna bring in Mr. Willie Gibson in a moment. Looks like he's trying to figure things out. Maybe he's on his phone. I hope Mr. Gibson, this is gonna I'm We'll talk about him and his Cavaliers in a moment. He said he can't hear us. <laughs> tell him the score. Tell him he don't need to hear the score speaks for itself. Yeah, well, <laughs> real quick. Real quick. Well, let me see. So you say you can't hear us? Hey, yeah. Uh, can you hear us now? No. Well, reset, Will. Reset, because we got to talk to you about the Cavs. So restart, reboot, something. I don't know. Will, <laughs> it seems to have Will has an issue when another person with with different buds comes in, I don't know. It's just one of those strange quirks, but he'll figure it out. All right, AD, there it is for you, Jamon. Curious to hear what y'all think about the Texans potentially taking Will. Was that Levi's? Was that Levis. Will Levis? Will Levis out of Kentucky. Uh, Jamon, I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna, not to insult you or anything, but why? Well, that's really? why. why? Hey, that's why, that's why? why I got you on here today. Man. No. No, not 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 at the second player in the overall draft. No, heck no. Let me put. Let me. Uh, I, I'll go ahead. I was up. I was up in uh, Real Deal Sports yesterday, up in uh, Rochester, in the Buffalo area. Right. And and they and the first question asked me, "Who are the Texans going with?" And I and I and I and I'll, and I'll be inside on YouTube. I don't. I'm gonna have to lie about it. They can go out there on the Real Deal Sports and watch it on YouTube from yesterday. And like I explained then, I'm I'm not gonna be verbose about it. I can sit up here and just you know, you know prognosticate and give you all this demographics and all this other stuff. And my I don't know who Nick Casario has. I know I don't haven't seen their draft boards, but I'll put it like this: Bryce Young's first, C.J. Stroud second. After that, you know it's gonna fall Will Anderson and however however the rest of rest of the folks draft board is gonna fall. The question now becomes who's going to – Nick Casario ideally would like to get his quarterback and still fall out of that second pick, that uh, that second spot. 
if he could, if somebody would, somebody would come and dance with Nick, ideally he would like to do that. But you know what? I'm, this is the NFL. Nobody's getting ready, getting ready to do you a favor. We realize that Bryce Young is going to the Carolina Panthers, and then and C.J. Strauss going second. And after that, we'll see. It could be Will Anderson. I've seen a lot of prognostications, a lot of folks hyper hyperventilating that, oh, they might just pass on the quarterback and get Will Anderson. As great a player as Will Anderson might appear on the collegiate level, Will Anderson does not get the snap, does not take the ball on on the snap every every down when the, when they all when the uh, Texans go on offense. I, I had a Freudian slip, I almost said all us, but 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 when when it's time for the Texans to be on offense, they need to strike. The Texans need to strike and need to strike fast, quick, and proficiently, and they need somebody who can get it done and get the job done. Uh, I think uh, uh, Mr. Gibson can can I think can can really uh, he, he can be a, he can be a character witness as far as this kid CJ is concerned. But really? far as I'm con- for, I, far as I'm concerned, CJ will. I am. All right. I mean, I mean, Will can Will can jump in here. I mean, everybody saw the question in this kid's character and everything. And you know, uh, far far as I'm concerned, this kid is just as so good as solid as Bryce Young as anybody else. And uh, his his body of work speaks for itself. Yes, I know the Ohio State quarterbacks overall has not had a, a great track record overall, but I think this kid he could very well be the one to break the mold and, and set everything on, on on the right path as far as the the Ohio State Buckeyes. Will AD, you jump in there? Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick, Will. Ad, and remind me again the, the second pick. The question was about Will Will Levis. Levis. Will Levis. Levis out of Kentucky. Okay, so you're saying if I do this, would you concur? Is that the wrong answer? Is Will Levis the wrong answer at number two for the Texans? No, let, let, no, here's the wrong answer. Hell no. <laughs> let, that's the right answer. Yeah, no, he's not the right No, no. And, I mean, come on. That's yeah. th- that's hyperbole. That's, that's, that's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you know, uh, what, Brady Quinn's out here, they – they don't have they don't have the uh the uh the uh the other test that they used to take the uh now they got a different test out there and mm-hmm. now every, everybody's trying to say that this particular profile test the psychological profile test that he has scored blah 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 well number one is supposed it's not supposed to be public but we all know better we've been knowing about these guys uh app, you know, test scores so I mean if that's if that's what you want if you want, if you want to, if you want to somebody that's that scored like on a, a Mensa test, then go find go find you somebody out of Princeton or somewhere. Not that the Ohio State doesn't having to take a background as far as their graduates concerned, but this young man, as far as I'm concerned, C.J. Stroud will have a Texans uniform on. He would be the first, he would be the second player in the draft taken. Will you got it? I was bringing Andy. Go ahead, yeah, Will. I agree. Um, so I would start with this: twenty five starts. Uh, 8,412 yards, 85 touchdowns, 12 interceptions in 25 games. Or if you want to bring up the question of his character, um, does a person with a lack of character get an NIL deal with a clothing company and then proceeds to buy the entire team a suit so the entire team could look good on game day? Doesn't seem like somebody that has a, a low quality character to me um but it's lion season it's lion season we yep. all know that 
it's lion season. Um, it's the week before the draft, and everybody has their agenda. Where it's whether it's uh, media uh, media personalities that have a relationship with a, a particular agent yep. or marketing guy, and say, "Hey, can you make sure my guy gets up a little further and uh, bring this guy down a little further?" Or uh, GM. I mean, I just heard Isaiah Thomas uh, last week talk about how he was the person behind the criticisms of Kevin Garnett pre-draft because he wanted Kevin Garnett to fall to seven. Yep. And he ended up going five to Minnesota. So we know what happens. And and this is just another example of that. But CJ Stroud is by far the probably the most high quality character person I've seen at Ohio State in quite some time. I mean okay. you ask anyone. Any, and, and that's not me with my scarlet and gray glasses on. That's just real. I mean, because there, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we, we we all know that everybody has a high quality character, but this kid has a high quality character, bar none, without question. And it, it's kind of disheartening to see the 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 criticism and the virt- the vitriol that's been spread about him. But those that, what is it? If you know, you know. So. It, it is what it is, but I, I agree with with AD on uh, on on Thursday night. The Texans should be running to the podium with the card to see his trial quarterback, the Ohio State University. All right, before we get Andy's comments on that, so for all three of you on this edition of Folks Talking Sports, which I think we'll go ahead and have this episode sent to the BS3 Network on Roku as well. So if the Texans do not select C.J. Stroud at number two. Will the reaction of the fans be this? Or this? Uh, Yeah, you sound effects going on. Oh, no, it's the the first one. I'm going to take leadership here. It's got to be number one. If they don't take a quarterback... Running it back with Case Keenum and Davis Mills, they cannot do that. They cannot do that. They brought in Case Keenum here to be a veteran for presumably a top quarterback, and I just don't see it. They're gonna. I know the smoke and mirrors is there. Nick Casario is is he is the master at saying uh, nothing with a thousand words. Uh, I mean, but my goodness, there's no way. And if Carolina takes. Bryce Young, number one, you got to go with a quarterback. You got to go with a quarterback, and it has to be C.J. Stroud. I know that Anthony Richardson's gotten a lot of buzz. There's no way. You cannot take Anthony Richardson with the number two overall pick in this year's draft. You can't take Will Levis with the number two overall pick in this year's draft. It's either C.J. Stroud or you're going to have all the goodwill that that they've been able to rebuild with the fan base when they hired D'Amico Ryans, and it's going to go out the window if they do not take C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, whichever of the two is available at number two overall. Even if they take Will Anderson, it'll it'll be a tough sell for the fan base. Do y'all agree with Andy's assessment right there? No, I, I, it goes without saying, man. Come on. He, here's, here's, the bottom, here's the bottom line, man. You can't go back. You can't go sell this. I don't care who. And it, Andy, you know, it's, it's kind of ironic that you mentioned with the Nick Casario with, it, with his work. You know, I I was uh, – I had to call him out. I called him out on, on his word salad yeah. uh, after the uh, – that was after, good, Andy. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I I literally called him out 
after the uh, when they had the press conference after firing uh, Lovey Smith. And I basically just say, hey, nice word, Sally Nick, but you know, bottom line, don't nobody, nobody in this city trusts you to pull the trigger now on, on not on the third time. This is the trifecta. And you know, can you get this right? Well, so far, you know, we, we see that in, in the Miko Ryan, everybody is upbeat, euphoric, everybody is is just like you know, rah rah. But I tell you what. You could, you could, this could, this is almost like tying, uh, tying an anchor around his neck and then dropping it into, dropping it into a bottomless pit. And you think if somebody gonna go down there and reach and take that anchor off his neck now? If, 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 uh, if Will Levitt's coming here, are you kidding me? In fact, that, that first crowd, that sound, I'll put it like this. Let's go get the noise. Go, let's go get the noise from the January 6th riot. I think that would be more the, more the noise than what should be up there. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Y'all are, are talking since, but Nick Casario, I mean, his track record is not great when it comes to drafting. Are all three of y'all, and hell, Jamon, No Salt, everybody tuning in on Photog Sports, on Twitter, YouTube, are y'all willing to guarantee that Casario won't muck up the second pick in the draft on Thursday. I'm not. I'm not in the room. I'm not. I'm not the one. I haven't seen. I don't have to see the full complete draft board. But even um, let me put it like this, and, and I, I don't want to disparage. I don't want to disparage folks that you know have shortcomings with memory losses and everything else. But you know what? Let's put it like this. I I, I put it like this. Uh, Ray Charles and everybody else could look up on that draft board and see if anybody else different than that. Something is terribly wrong. Can I guarantee it? No, because I don't have a say so in who, what names oh, on that. Come call. on, AD. Come oh, on. No, no, no. Well, I, you can't guarantee, I can't guarantee you anything. If, now, only thing I can guarantee you is I will be there present. And if it's not, guess what you're going to hear come out of NRG Stadium if that, after that after that pick is announced? Get Aaron, Andy? You guarantee it. I'm ready for the clip. I'm ready to play it. Who's gonna guarantee Nick and Sarah gets it right at number two? I can't. I can't guarantee it. Uh, going back to <laughs> that says Ooh. a lot about Nick Casario, man. That says a lot. And, and, really and, and it's not even. It's not even about Nick Casario. It's just about the Texans overall. Uh, going back uh, to the interview that we had on Pot Slam and Jamo Parker Jenkins and how he said he still reps the Houston Texans who's going to be like uh, one of the upcoming signees for Houston that's going to play next season. That just shows he's loyal. I mean, especially in the last few years, there's nothing that you can guarantee with the Texans. But I, I, I'll I, guarantee that coming out of this weekend, they'll have a new quarterback. I can't guarantee they'll take Stroud number two or whoever falls number two. Will, you want to guarantee it? Kind of similar to Andy. I just thought about something. I, I don't want to guarantee it because I can't guarantee that Carolina won't take him at one. Because here's the thing that people, I don't know a lot of people know. Uh, David Mugaletta has both C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. So everyone is focused on the fact that Bryce Young canceled his pre-draft visits. And from there they deduce, oh, well, Carolina must have given, the, given him a guarantee. I don't know. I don't know that to be the case. So I don't know that C.J. Stroud still is in the mix for Carolina at one. I do know they had a great contingent here for Pro Day. I do know that he and Josh McCown 
had a great, great rapport during that time. I know he went to Charlotte for the pre-draft visit. I don't know that again because it's Lions season. I don't know what's going to happen. So I can't say that C.J. Stroud won't go number one to Carolina. Okay, I'm going to turn it around for you guys. As a point by Jay Amon. I mean, that's true. Nicky Sarah was about to hire Josh McCown <laughs> as head coach. So, all right. I'm going to try to do it this way to see if anybody gives me a guarantee. Will, can anyone guarantee that Nick Casario will get it right? From what define, I define getting it right. Yeah. <laughs> quarterback. A quarterback at number two. It has to be a quarterback. It, I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it to, in my, in my, in my opinion, it has to be a quarterback. Cal, Cal them can't, Cal them cannot, can, cannot literally stand back and not would look, not, not and look at what Mills that production. Everybody thought Mills regressed this past season. He, yeah, he just, definitely did. He regressed. Now uh, it, it wasn't. He didn't regret. A lot of it had to do with just a lot of different things that they just did not work out right as far as the Texans was concerned. But it's, it is it is it is plain as obvious as the nose on my face that there's a quarterback issue with the Houston Texans, and it has to be addressed and has to be addressed forthrightly now. And okay. if you do not address it in the with the with the if you want this fan base. To to uh to continue that 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 line of goodwill that you had with D'Amico Ryan, I tell you what, you want to see it, you want to see it cut off like like yesterday, and you can mess around there and draft somebody Thursday night, if, if, and let let Roger Goodell announce the Houston Texans take on the second pick, taste take someone else other than a Bryce Young or CJ CJ Stroud and see what happens. All right, well, what about trading? How many? Enlighten me, because football is not my thing anymore. It may, it may return once good news out of D.C. happens. But until that happens, I don't care about the NFL. But how many picks, first-round picks, do the Texans have? Two. Two. Where's where the second one? Twelve. Twelve. From so, That's right. So they can't draft Richardson at 12, quarterback? No. That won't be good enough? No, no, no! Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on, man! I mean, this, you, is a, this is a family show on how Sunday you, how afternoon. You really feel? I'm just asking, eighty. <laughs> this I'm is a family. This is a family show. I mean, I, I mean, Will so already have more than one knee. Right? Will, Will, and, one Will, knee? Will and go far enough before David Muggleton is concerned. Remember, the quarterback that left out of here and they went to Cleveland was that's also his pick as well. Right. I, I mean, so. Let's face it. You know the the Texans. The Texans been embarrassed by all we going and coming. They they don't they don't have a choice right now. You just got to you, you got to deal with the hand that that you brought that brought you. This is the dance card that's given to you right now. Forget about it. hey David Mugalat is not going to be here quarterbacking. He is the agent. He's going to get his three percent regardless of wherever his his, his player is going to get drafted at. But I tell you what, regardless if they not if one of them are not drafted here. There's gonna be chaos in on Kirby. Period. Oh, can, I, can I start? Can I start the pot a little bit? Please do. Let Let's say Let's say CJ doesn't go there at two. Let's say CJ doesn't go one. Doesn't go two. Doesn't go three. And CJ goes four to Indianapolis in the AFC South. Then what? Well, <laughs> Texas fans, J. Mom, what you know, Tony, and what what what, what what would y'all do in that scenario? 
Well, I, I, I'll guarantee you in that scenario that, that C.J. Stroud will be the best quarterback in the draft that will haunt the Texans for the next 20 years if he does fall to the Indianapolis Colts. My goodness, you can't allow that to happen. And and like AD said, that's the, that's the need. You you need to take a quarterback. And going back to the original question, which you said, do, are, am I confident that the Texans will get it right? Who knows? They they lost that position to be able to get it right when they beat the Colts in the last game of the regular season. So they don't have their top pick of the litter. They're essentially uh, are on. They're waiting to see what Carolina does and who they take number one. Okay, I'll just I'm, you know I'm tossing things out here on folks talking sports because I got three guys who know more about football than I do. But don't the Texans have more than one need? Can't they? Devil's advocate. Let's say they get a, a, a great trade proposal, trade offer for the number two pick. You mean Lamar Jackson? Whatever. <laughs> How about that? Okay. Let's, let's it, it, that it, let me put it, let me put it like this. It, unless it's Lamar Jackson coming in here. Now here's the thing. Who, who are you getting ready to restructure your whole offense to, to make it conducive for a Lamar Jackson's offense? Like the, like the Ravens have, I mean, Look at this. Look at this team as the way it is constructed now. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, the Texans have so many holes that really, I mean, you basically gonna have to take a lot of more of those draft picks and a lot of those, a lot of those twelve picks. I'm at least five or six of them have to be have to be defensive players because you got to address your defensive line. You got to do, address your secondary, and you darn sure got to address your linebackers. You got, I mean, let, let's face it. To me. That was probably one of the weaknesses as far as this team is concerned this past season. The linebackers did not get in there and fill a hole. They did not get in there and back it up like they like like I thought they should have. They they that was a that's a weakness as far as I'm concerned. The Texans linebackers, they need to but show AD, that up. You said Texans have a lot of needs. So why yeah. not trade the second pick and get four picks? Chris, what did, what did what did I say in the opening? Nobody's getting ready to jump up here and do the Texans any favors. I mean, because, I mean, don't think Nick Casario has not worked in the phone. Don't think he's calling around. And, and you know, because the thing about it, Nick's calling other folks. And but everybody knows that the Texans ain't quarterback. But here's the other thing. All right, exactly how many places do you fall down and still be able to get your player that you really need? That's you got. You have to address the QB problem. That's numero uno. I don't care what anybody else says or anything about it. Will Will you know Will Anderson, all that nice young man, tenacious and everything else. You got plenty of tenacious guys out there. Is it in the second, third, and fourth round? And, and to me, that's where the Texans are going to have to really just jump in there because the the backside of those twelve picks that they have, beside those first two, remember the Texans got got uh, I think the first three picks in the first set, three picks in the first seventy five players. Every last one of those guys gonna have to stick, and they're gonna have to play. They're gonna have to come out there and flat out play. Okay, Tony M says Houston for life, but the Texans lost him a while back, trying to make his way back. Andy, this is for you. Because the Texans have so many needs, why not trade, or you can pick up Richardson at the twelfth pick, and then later on in the draft, draft the former Cougar quarterback. Mm. Clayton what? Tune. How about that's, Clayton Tune? Guessing him. That's How about that, a, Andy? That's that's not addressing the need, Chris. That's that's. <laughs> I, I guess if by the definition you're taking people at that position, 
Anthony Richardson and Clayton Toon are not the answer to to lead your team, your franchise. Clayton Toon's name is not going to get Clayton Toon's name won't get called to Saturday. Correct. Hey, yeah, I I know that. I I know that much. I'm just talking about here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Chris, and and the the Anthony Richardson one is the (laughs) is the real one because those. The Texans need someone that can come in here and from a fan base perspective, from a fan perspective, they want someone that can come in here and be starter day one. And my personal opinion, Richardson and certainly Clayton Toon are not guys that you can throw in Agreed. there week one. And I don't care. You don't have, you can't sell the franchise. You can't sell the organization, uh, uh, Case Keenum or, or Davis Mills starter week one. It has to be, uh, it has to be one of these young quarterbacks. And, and if they do decide to punt. And here, here's the thing. If they decide to punt and trade back, like AD mentioned, Indianapolis is sitting right there at four. They're just they're waiting. They're waiting for that opportunity. And the the thing, well, one, Nick Casario, whoever he picks, whatever he does to address a quarterback, it's it's tied to his job. You'd imagine he's not going to get another opportunity if he gets it wrong again the this draft. But two, the Colts are right there. And heck <laughs> Tennessee might be looking to to get up in this draft too. You have two division foes, and it looks like the Jaguars have their guy in Trevor Lawrence. If they get their quarterback before you, it's unacceptable, and 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 the fans will just be. They've already for the past twenty plus years of existence of the franchise. For most of it, they've been wallowing in the fact that other other teams in the division have had their quarterback, especially Indianapolis, when they had Peyton Manning and then Andrew Luck. For all those years that just torched the Texans season in each and every single season. You have the opportunity. I hear take what you guys are saying. Your take but your guy. And and I'm, my I'm having fun being being the devil's advocate here. And Will, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Texans have sucked for so long. Tell us how you really feel, Chris. Nick Asterio has been a part of that for the you know recent past. Who's to say he gets it right? Because he's been bad for so long, and they could say, "What if ownership says we gave him D'Amico Ryan's? That's enough goodwill right there. We brought him back. I don't care what they say. Oh, Nick, you go draft, you know, player X, whatever. How about that, Will? What, what, what? Not that possibility. That's poor ownership. That's poor leadership. If that happens, not, and then that's AD the Texans, can, right? And that's the Texans. AD, well, AD can attest to that more, but there have been reports. I, Ad, do you? I don't. I don't think Cal would do that. What, what say you? Let, let me. Let me tell. You, <laughs> let, let me. It's not so much Cal. Let me, let me, that's that's another person. Um, this coach. This last coaching selection, Janice McNair, Cal's wife, had a big hand in that selection. Okay. Mm-hmm. Prior to the prior picks, and and I put that clip. I ran. It was about a, and I interviewed her. Right after the right after the uh, they introduced D'Amico Ryan's mm-hmm. and and uh, you know Chris might remember it was out there. In fact, it's out there on Twitter. Y'all can go back and look at it. She had a lot more to say about that pick, and I'm gonna tell you why. At the time when they announced when they when they when when Cal and 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 Nick you know made the made the announcement about the firing of Lovey Smith and everything, she was sitting right next to me, and I, or I was sitting next to her. And after and and she turned it, and we had a probably a, about a twenty or twenty five minute conversation one on one about 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 the franchise. 
And at, at that point, and, and then we 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 had I'm I'm talking about an in-depth, I mean, because I she didn't know me from Adam and Vice, you know, I knew who who she was and so forth. But after when they announced that D'Amico was the coach and, and, and everything, we had I had another long and I, I interviewed her and I and, and to me, I give a lot of this credit to her because she was in the room for all the interviews. She was there. And and for the and the fact of the matter remains. Let me tell you something. It's some it's something about that female intuition and the fact that she and she and she, and she basically said, "We are going to get this right and we are going to win." Okay. All right. We see that right so, there. Hey, you got a fan. You got a fan from from No Salt. Will. Yep. Now ownership the cares. It's Finally. time to make. It's time to make fun of you, brother Gibson, as the man from Ohio. Okay. Man who covers the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yep. What's the mood of the franchise now after what happened today in Madison Square Garden? Oh, they're naturally down. I mean, they lost. They, they're down 3-1. But I will say this franchise is right where they need to be. It's, pre, it's, it's levels to this, as the kids say. I mean, last year was the play-in tournament. This year, they made the playoffs. They were a four-seed, home court advantage. It's matchups in the playoffs because you know that. Everybody sure. knows mm-hmm. that. And they have problems with the Knicks all year long. I would venture to say, and not just because the Sixers swept them yesterday, but the the Nets would have been a by far better matchup for this Cavs team in the first round. And it's just matchups. I mean, it's, it's one thing to have matchups. We have 18 hours to prepare for a team. But when you have, for two weeks, you're focused only on this team, and Tom Thibodeau is your coach. I mean, they haven't scored 100 points in uh, three of the four games. Mm-hmm. That, that This Cavs team doesn't do that. But it's Tom Thibodeau, the defensive strategist, the defensive mastermind. And, by the way, the Knicks just have better talent. One through five, I would venture to say it's pretty even. But six through 12, by far the Knicks have the superior second unit and beyond and it's showing and i think kobe altman has a lot to do in this offseason that could start as early as wednesday um or thursday for that matter to to uh bring in reinforcements for the second unit because that's that's where that's where this this series is being lost i mean donovan mitchell had a bad game today but this second unit how about how about this will yeah. Is Jaymon correct? Is JB in trouble? No. I mean, by, by that fans tell you he's been in trouble since game one in October. I mean, <laughs> in his rotations, his substitution patterns, his lack of adjustments, but nobody seemed to give him credit for his halftime adjustments today. No one said one word. But they've they've been criticizing him from day one. I don't think he's in trouble. Again, this team is where they should be. They're in the first round of the playoffs. Last year, they made the play-in. This year, they made the first round. Now, it's on Kobe Altman, Mike Ganzi, their staff, to bring in. Because uh, Robin Lopez clearly wasn't the answer. And they need a backup center. Now, the, the question is, uh, is, is Jared Allen the right guy? Well, Jared Allen's been the right guy all year. But now in the playoffs, oh, he's too soft. Oh, he's this. He's that. No, he just needs a backup. He's played... 70 some games, 60 plus games without a true backup. Evan Mobley was 
his de facto backup, whatever Mobley is his running mate. Mm-hmm. I think they just need to get a true serviceable backup center that can give you 15, 20 minutes a night on Andy, a consistent basis. Andy, this is for you. Any word on, on Quentin Grimes? I do not have any any word on Quentin Grimes, but it, it, he was sidelined with a shoulder injury, correct, that he bumped in uh, yeah. in game three. Uh, hopefully he's good to go come game five and, and later on in the series because he's, he's been a, a key contributor for the Knicks in, in the whole season. I like that, Andy. You said later on in the series, so it's not over when I like Well, game five, no, potentially no, game six, and then I, in the I, second I, round once the series is over. I got, I, got, I got a question, guys. Let me let me ask who name me one rocket name me one rocket fan would wouldn't love to be sitting here right now in, in the Cavalier spot. Name me one. Might be someone here watching right now. Well I mean you know what? I, I guarantee you right now, and, and, and let's and let's face it, the Rockets. What's interesting about the the Rockets team? Remember, you know, and 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 I'm and I'm I'm probably getting ready to regurgitate some stuff, but you know, you basically asked Silas to go and take a team of some guys who were 18 years old who still had infamil and breast milk still on their milk on their on their breath, and you asked him to go out there and play against men 25 and 26. And these guys, you know, they, you know, they've been pampered playing from AAU, and all of a sudden now, you know, these guys got to come out here and play like play with men, and it's just not happening. It's a maturity game. So whoever the whoever's going to be the beneficiary of of, of this whoever the, of this Rockets team, somebody going to come in here and sit on a gold mine with another couple of players, and guess what? We'll probably be sitting here next year. And we'll be, we, we, you know, we want to go to go at Will and we'll say, Will, this is for you. Ha ha. We want to laugh at, we want to laugh at the Cavalier. Hell, I've got a bunch of Rocky folks right now, but probably want to be like, hell, I want to, I'd rather be at the Cavalier spot right now to be sitting up here going, we won 20 games. Well, are you I'll, kidding? Are you I'll, kidding me? I'll say this. Jackson Gallon and I, Saturday on Let's Talk Houston Rockets, almost two hours of talk with Rocket fans yesterday. Some of them are on the show right now, like No Salt. Jackson and I both said that Emi Udoka will be our pick for Rockets head coach. We don't believe, well, we believe Toronto might get Udoka before the Rockets hire Emi. Um, but Jackson said, and this is where I'll get everybody in, even with a new head coach, the win total prediction for next year. Would change, of course, if they brought in James Harden, because a whole nother level of talent right there. Where you? What? 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 James, what wait a minute. Change. Hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> the, the the win total would change because James is a better player than anybody on the Rockets. Still, even the older James, still better than anybody on the Rockets right now. But without James, twenty-five to thirty wins. New head coach, even getting Wimby with the first pick. With James, thirty-five wins. Rough mm. 35, no, a little bit more. 25 or 30 is better than this year. It's not a play-in. 35 would be right around playing border. So what are your thoughts on even if they bring in a new head coach, Udoka, Frank Vogel, Nick Nurse, I think is probably the leader now in the clubhouse. And they win 30 games next year. That's an improvement. Is that better? 
from the fan base perspective, from you guys' perspective? I have a question. I have a question. So yes, 30 sir. games with Nick Nurse. Mm-hmm. Would Stephen Silas been capable of winning 30 games next year? If you ask the fan base, they'll say no. Yeah. Everybody on here will say no. Everybody on here will say no. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm just, I'm, that's why I was asking because I'm listening like, well, man, 30 wins. They had 20 this year. So is, I mean, what's the 10 wins? I mean, Stephen Silas, I don't so that means that means all right. You asking for ten more victories, and the season starts in October and then and so that means they'll pick up two additional wins every month for five months. That's basically what it averages out to. Yeah. You 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 think the folk, the buying public is going to pay for that? Uh, think they they'll be satisfied with that? If you're asking me, I'm gonna tell you right now. Hell no, I'm not gonna be satisfied with that. Well, it'd be eight more wins because they won twenty two this year. So, okay. okay, well, eight more. All right. Oh, so we got eight wins over five months. That's eight to get get to thirty. So that means over. So I mean, you got to win roughly a, a game and a half over the next for a five month NBA season, and uh, that's supposed to be satisfied this this fan base when the the last championship is what been what uh be thirty 20, years thirty so. years thirty years ago. Uh, Jaymon says Silas would have won could have won more games with better talent. Tony M says he would have kept Silas for that slight win loss improvement. So they're going along with you guys. No solid. No solid just says no. He wasn't a great coach. And all right, hold on, hold on. I'm I'll read this last part of your comment. Double the rocket win <clears throat> as in to get to 44. Oh no, 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 no. This iteration of the Rockets, no. No. Uh, they'd have to bring in Harden and Jalen Brown, you know, for that to and you don't go for that to get to 44 wins. And I'm, not, I'm not even sure that would happen, but that's what it would have to happen for that. In that case, that scenario to double their win total. That's a lot of money <laughs> to bring in with Harden and Jalen Brown. Anything's possible, but that's what it would take for them to uh, get from 22 well, to 44 wins. I, I got a question, guys. Mm-hmm. Does everybody seriously think James Harden going to walk back in here and going to be the dif- the difference in 15 to 20 games for the Rockets? He Well, he'd be, yeah. From 22 to 35, James could do that. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to get back in there. Me? With with these, with, with well, and also caveat, if they win the lottery, okay, and get Victor <laughs> Wimbenyama. So, yeah, that's a part of it. But James, okay. Harden, right. James Harden will make the Rockets better. Y'all can't, he's still the best and, player to, He'd be the best player on his team. Sure. Right or wrong? Uh, okay. Is, is that saying a whole lot? What? Hey, I, mean, wait, wait, wait. I mean, he still put him numbers oh, in Philly. It's not. He led the league. This is the... Philly, man. Look at what he's playing with. Come on. This is. He, but he uh, would may, still, maybe maybe I'm make watching, the Rockets better. He make maybe the Rockets I'm better. watching. A, maybe yes I'm watching no. a different game than 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 you basketball aficionado. Maybe I'm just looking at a different James Harden because I'm going like when because. I mean, I'm seeing some young guys jump inside of James Cart. James, I mean, it, that little that foul he got ejected for, I thought that was BS. But I mean, this is not the same James Harden that left here, man. I mean, he's a he's a step and a half slower. I mean, no, no question. But he's still 
would be the best player on this team for the next okay, two years. Okay, so so we're gonna line up, we're gonna go back, we're gonna go back to lining up four people on the baseline, and James gonna come down and do his European step and he's gonna do his step back and throw it, <laughs> throw it, throw it three up. That's what we gonna that's what we gonna that's what we gonna be looking team? for. Who huh? owns the team? Who owns the team? I don't. Okay. If James, if James Harden comes back, there's no way they they revert back to to ISO ball. There's no way. I don't. I just, According to who? I, I don't know about that. Go ahead, Will. According no to who, way. Andy? There's According no to way. who, Andy? I don't understand. It this. just makes no sense. Go there's ahead, no Will. way ahead, you Will. can you can what? relegate Jabari Smith what? and Jalen Green to ISO players. No one has convinced me of that yet. Why would James is six days away from playing in the Eastern Conference semifinals? Mm-hmm. He's playing basketball in May. He's not waiting for May 16th in the draft lottery. He's playing basketball. Right. Matter of fact, the lottery may lead into a game that features James sure. Harden. So why would James Harden, yes, he's a free agent, but what's the incentive for James Harden to come to a perennial lottery team? I don't understand. It's H-Town. It's love for Houston. Will. It's town. It, it's his home. It's his it's, home. It, it's love for his, he loved Houston so much he quit on him just to get the hell out of him. Thank and all of a sudden we no want to just we want to embrace him. Thank you. Again? No, no, we don't hey, want to embrace him. I'm again that's a different saying, conversation. We're if, why he would that's come the back. Convers- that's the conversation I'm bringing to the table. No, no. I, I, did, again, did, did we did we have an absence of memory? Our James left here uh, again. No, no, no. Who no. owns the team? Who Tillman for t- Last time I looked, I thought it was Tillman for Tita. Who wants to sell tickets? <laughs> Tillman for Tita. Yeah. James would, in Rock's uniform would sell tickets. Would it be a, sh- a short-term fix? Yes. Would it be a long-term solution? No. What's in it for James, though? I get it from Thank the you. perspective, but what's in it for James? I thought James Money, wanted to win an NBA championship. I thought he wanted talk. to win an NBA championship. Right there. Eight times <laughs> finals, right there. That's part of it right there. <sighs> Okay, that's part All of right. it right there. All right, James All right. loves Houston. Trust me, he loves Houston. He still he was in Houston right before the Sixers started their playoff. Yes, uh, he loves run. this city. Okay, okay. I mean the state and, of Texas because he doesn't have to pay other reasons. And he yeah, he, he don't have to pay state income oh, tax and, nope. and and there are other reasons why he'd come back. Uh, okay, yeah, I I, I, oh. I I hear you. I hear you, Chris. Uh, we got you. I heard you. No, no. There are other reasons as okay. well. All right. Okay. They, are, they are not known to the public. All right. There are other reasons why he would come back and why he's considering coming back. So that's why as a factor in the 7 out of 10 that Kelly Eco from The Athletic brought up a few weeks ago. That is a truly legit reason for him to return to Houston. So, all right. Oh, he's, yeah. We talked about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I so there you. are... In these final few moments of this edition of Folks Talking Sports with A.D. Moore, Willie Gibson, and Andy Inez, I want to give a shout-out to everybody, Tony, No Saw, Jamon. But Andy Yanez interviewed Chris Pesman, the University of Houston Athletics Director, or I guess the official title, Vice President of Athletics. What is it? He said you can call him Athletics Director. Well, that, cool I, athletic director. That's, that's what I call him. I don't even know that title on the website that's too long to say but <clears throat> okay i listened to the interview today andy salute to you for getting paid to talk to you one of the things that struck me was it really sounded like uh was broke or uh was 
had no money for a long time or limited budget for so long and it limited what they could do in terms of marketing, in terms of making changes in coaches and other factors that we have addressed for a long time here on Folk Talk of Sports. Would you agree with that? Ooh, I think that I think that's a that's a fair takeaway to I don't, I don't know about broke, but they, certainly it sounds like they've been limited with the that was something that that was reiterated limited with the amount of resources that they had. That's, well, for limited resources, let's go with that limited mm-hmm. resources. He said, like, yeah, that, I think that would be fair. Broke. So limited resources means you don't have it, right? Yep. And if you don't have it, you broke, right? So yeah, so broke. Well, I'm, I'm just <laughs> but, saying. Yeah. I mean, I know y'all got to protect y'all's. I get it, but I'm you know I'm the I'm the I'm the outlier. I can say it. Yeah, that sounds like you broke. If you got limited resources, you're broke. Because one thing he, one of the things I remember him saying is, uh, football revenue, football, football home games. Houston made like a compared million dollars. Compared to the Power Five, yeah, a million, a million he, he compared it to like one point five million. Um, then, comparing it to five million when you look at other Power Five, yeah, other five, big you know, Big Twelve home games, you know, be about five million. So there's a revenue gap there. Mr. Well, Gibson, one, one more time, Mr. Gibson. How many? How much money does Ohio State, the Ohio State, earn per home game? Oh God! one point five. Yeah. Take that. You make point that out. in the parking lot. You make that take on that, your parking revenue. Take, take take that point out. Fifteen million per home game, right? Per home game. Okay. Jeez. Say Willie. I mean, yeah. Mr. Gibson. Yes, sir. It, I mean, the, the money they talking about isn't that in Ohio State's uh, petty cash fund? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. But the thing, but the thing about it, the horseshoe is filled every game, every stadium. All right, they yeah, the horseshoe doubles the size of yeah, the, the hundred thousand compared to forty thousand. Yeah, but, but like this, uh, the horseshoe has seventy five thousand last week for the spring game for practice, not the game. Allen Iverson, right. not the game, not the right. game. We talk about practice. Seventy seventy five thousand. And I'm going to give that. <laughs> Boys, I better watch out. Keep watching the Houston Ron Barbier YouTube channel because we're about to blow up this year. Trust me and believe. Watch out. Okay. But, Andy, another thing, and we talked about it. I talked about it a lot ad nauseum. Pesman cited the 5,000 new season ticket holders in roughly, what, two months, less than two months. Yeah, well, yeah. April. It's, April. It that's... sounds like, and it, <clears throat> I mean, fans are. Are we returning fan to spending whatever the season ticket number is? Well, not at the end of, of the day, it all comes down to the buzz of the Big Twelve. That's I mean, it. that's that's why people yeah. are excited. That's, that's why fans are buying season tickets. I will say this, and this was this was my biggest takeaway, and this is what I I honestly I went back when I went back and listened and transcribed it because the the biggest if I could kick myself in the foot, I would because at the end of the day. He said it right there. It, what it's going to come down to not only being able to keep those new season ticket holders, but continuing that trend and continuing to grow that season ticket fan base when it comes to football, it's going to come down to competitive success. And that comes down to success on the football field. That comes down to winning games. And that comes down to being atop the Big 12 conference. It, won't, it is not going to be good enough to be towards the bottom. Just to be in the, just to be in the Big 12, that's not good enough. And he said it. Chris Pesman said it. It's going to come down to mm-hmm. com- competitive success that was the phrase he said and the reason i would kick myself in the foot is because my i'll keep it pg but i should have followed up what would be competitive success for football 
And that's what we're going to find out over the foreseeable. I mean, that's what we're going to find out this season. That's what we're going to find out over the course of the next few seasons. Because right now they are, but they're benefiting tremendously. The, the, the rekindling of the old rivalries from Baylor, the TCU, the Texas Tech. This year, this season, only Texas is going to come down to Houston. Again, they will win, by the way. I do got to say that. AD, I right. don't know if you know, but that's my guarantee that Houston will be right. Texas. One more time. Guarantee! And I know... I don't care if they go 1-11. That's the one game they win. <clears throat> but I digress. At the end of the day, to be able to keep that momentum, keep that buzz, keep that positive momentum that they have, it comes down to winning football games. And that's what they have to do. And he gave the example of men's basketball. Men's basketball is the standard at the University of Houston. Mm-hmm. And he he kind of painted the scenario when we first took over as athletic director, talking about Pevman, he said that men's basketball had, had less than 1,000 season ticket holders. And mm-hmm. over the course of you know, 2017, 18, 19, all the way to we are now, Houston just continued to keep winning and winning and winning until they got to a point where they just, they just I mean, let's be honest, they had a chokehold in the American Athletic Conference. There was no team that was better than Houston over the course of the last four seasons than the Cougars in the American Athletic Conference when it comes to men's basketball. And this past season, they got to a point where they were selling out every game. They have a wait list. He said that they have of over 1,000 a a thousand? Yep. accounts that are just waiting for the opportunity to be able to buy season tickets. And the reason, it's not because of the renovation to, to upgrade that obviously now they have the Fertitta Center. It's not because of the TV cameras, which by the way, he did address that. Why uh, <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't be able to change. Okay, we'll check on that in a second. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, it's not because of the call of the court or anything like that. It comes down because the Houston Cougars men's basketball team has been successful. They are the best team in the American Athletic Conference. They're going to be, they're expected to be competing with the Big 12's best this upcoming season when they play in the in their inaugural season. And they have just built a culture of winning, which that's why they're selling out games, game in and game out. That's why against Alabama, they had standing room seat tickets where pe- literally people were, they went all across all the, the, the concourse. concourse. Yep. Mm-hmm. But Andy... It's winning, and that and it, it's winning. It, Houston it, it, loves. I will say this: winning. it does sound like the clock is ticking. Like they have to figure out a way to to have that success on the football, and that's what it's going to come down to: winning game. Well, I it, think. Let hold me on, Eddie, hold on, hold on, Eddie, hold on. Okay, all it right. comes down. It comes down to winning, but getting back to the season ticket sales and the bump in the big, you know, the buzz around the Big Twelve. It goes back to what I've said for a long time. Too many U.S. alums are buying tickets to see who the Cougs are playing rather than to see the <laughs> yeah. Cougs. So, because it's been a talking point for Dana, talking point for Pez, this team has won 20 games the last two years. 12 wins, 8 wins. First time in a long time football has done that. Not a great success. You know, I, I've bashed the bowl games all the time, whatever. They still haven't won the big won. ones. They won a Birmingham Bowl, Independence Bowl, yes. But the UH fans, football fans especially, are spending money to see Baylor, to see TCU, to see Texas Tech, Texas. They didn't want to see Memphis, SMU, UCF, well, Cincinnati. Those were the only two. Okay, but <laughs> they didn't want to see East Carolina. They didn't want to. They, they, didn't want, see they did not want to see Florida. Houston. Well, if you got your degree from University of Houston, 
to help you pay your bills in your adult life, why have why aren't you not going to see your alma mater play football? For a long time, well, you know, we're not going to spend money because we're not in, the, not in the power five. Okay, now we're in the power five. Now you're buying tickets. Football team not going to be very good this year. <laughs> They're not. So then what? If they go five and seven as projected by ESPN and other entities, what will happen next year? Are you going to say, well, now we're not even winning. We're, we got the rivalries back. We got in-state teams coming into our stadium but we're not winning. So do you want to see the other, the opponents or do you want to see the Cougs? Because the money and revenue generated by ticket sales helps the athletic department, right? If you Definitely. don't support the school, it makes it that much harder for the school to do anything else in athletics. AD, Will, you got it. Well, well, you can take his first shot because I, I I got about a couple of questions. Uh, let me go ahead and take this first bite. First thing, you know, this is what what the TDEC holds. What forty four thousand? Forty thousand. Forty thousand. Let me tell you something, guys. Big twelve or no Big Twelve, if you win it, if you if you can't consistently put forty thousand people in that stadium, I mean, I, I've heard all this consternation about we want to be this, we want to be that. You still got to go to the stadium. And the only Correct. way you got to go to the stadium, regardless of what you play, you still got to show up at the stadium. And if you're not showing up, heck, my alma mater up at, in Huntsville, I mean, it's this 16 plus thousand, they can really come to the American Conference and they know they already got plans to start expanding the stadium now. You know, and, and which I didn't necessarily agree with as, as an alumnus for Sam Houston State. But the fact of the matter is, they looking to expand and go in. You have a stadium right there, right there in the neighborhood, and y'all can't consistently put forty thousand there in that stadium. Consistently twenty five thousand in there, AD. Will, regardless Will, of the American Conference, regardless of the American 40, Conference, regardless of the American Conference or not, guys. I mean, and, and here's the other thing: I don't know who who's in charge of, uh, of looking at the portal, but you know what? Everybody else is, I mean, they treating the portal like the NFL does now, like, like the NFL does free agency. That's what, that's what we have now in, in NC2A. That's free agency in college football now. And, and the thing about it, Houston is going to have to get on the stick. We've seen what Kelvin Sampson has done on the basketball side. We know we lost one player to the, you lost a player to the, to the portal. What you did. Okay, good. He left. Look what you picked up. Right. You, that needs to be some buzz about the football portal and i'm not hearing it and if it is who i mean whoever's over there's supposed to be doing the marketing either no, they man. get somebody's picking up somebody's getting <laughs> ding, a check ding, need ding. to get a check back ding 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 right there ace town agrees with you right there well I mean, the, when it's it comes to the portal well. they the i mean the football team hasn't they got one offensive lineman but uh, when it comes to houston and the and the portal <laughs> it's been uh it's departure. going the other way they've lost like yeah. five or six o-linemen in the last what two weeks? Yeah. Wow. I mean, going back to March. Woo. Wow. And what they're trying to figure out, well, what fans are trying to figure out is it, it <laughs> what what's kind of the might be seven, right? Seven O linemen, I think. Yeah. It, Ryan's yeah. at Goku's.com had a had an article come out on Friday or Thursday, one of these days. But they have lost a lot of offensive linemen, and they're not entirely. The fans aren't entirely sure whether it's because of the offensive line coach that. that he brought in from 
what Tulane, I think. Well, the the one before, yeah, yeah, right. They brought Iman uh, Nagavi from Tulane, but they don't know if the the other old linemen are leaving because of the previous old line coach um, that that left. So, I mean, it, it, they have until they have one week. They have until April thirty to be able to to fill the gaps. And when Dana Hoverson spoke to us, now it's going to be two weeks from tomorrow. And he said that they were looking to fill a specific set of spots. And let me let me get that exact number. I want to say eleven, but I want to make sure I have it right. I have it listed on one of my notes. But I would I would imagine now, unless if he was accounting for some of the players that that were going to leave and have announced that they're going to leave after, but that that number might have grown in a big chunk of them. He said that they were looking to fill five offensive lineman spots for depth purposes. That number might have grown over the course of the last few weeks. So. He mentioned in a, his segment he was on 365 Sports within the last two weeks. And I want to say he said they have 15 or so open spots, something like that, to fill via the portal. Yeah. That's, that's a lot, you know, at this time well, of the year. That- what he is what he told us in the spring, he, uh, his final spring availability. He said they had 11 roster spots. Again, this is going to be two weeks from tomorrow, so it, it, it probably isn't even up to date now. And it, it, this was interesting. He kind of described a little bit of how, how they try to recruit when it comes to that offensive line position specifically. It doesn't matter what position it is. They have a certain set of number of, of players they want for each position. And, and he said that the offensive line number was 16. And that they were they needed four or five more offensive linemen to be able to get up to the number that they want in terms of being able to have people at that position. And again, that number might have grown over the course of the of the past week. Obviously, we don't know if if they were accounting already for those players that were going to be leaving, or or if they've been new players that that decided to enter the transfer portal over the course of the past week. But the transfer portal closes April thirtieth, and you know once once that closes, you know. That's it. And Will, I want to bring you in because marketing has been an issue. Lack of limited resources involves your personnel who you can hire, not hire, spots to fill. This is legit. Marketing has been understaffed for a long time. Um, and uh, real raised, quickly. Go ahead, Andy, go ahead. If I could uh, just add on to one of the other comments that uh, – Chris Pesman mentioned in the interview was uh, he said that there were going to be several announcements over the course of the next few weeks when it comes to personnel hires in the administrative side. So again, that's uh, we shall see what those announcements are, but that's from, from an outside perspective, that's what you want to hear that they're taking those steps, but they have, they have just haven't had enough people to be able to fill those spots. We're going to be interesting to see what kind of moves they do make over the course of the next few weeks. So will you hear that? They have not had enough people That's the word. to fill the spots in ad- administrative side, marketing, et cetera. And it's been, a, it's been years from the power to conference that you cover. Mm-hmm. What, how do you, what, how do you respond to that? Um, a couple of reasons, a couple of things. One, my initial response is how, because I'm, I'm sitting up here listening I mean, does UH have a marketing program, a marketing major? Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you not be able to go to a marketing professor and say, hey, I need seven of your top students 
to work with the athletic department and we either would pay you a stipend, work study, or you get some type of co-op or credit for your class. And those students get college credit. They get paid as well as the athletic department gets the opportunity to spread the word. I don't know. So I, I, I hear that, and I think it's, it's excuses. You know, you may not have, you may have limited resources, but there's still no reason. I mean, I'm sure there's one AA or FCS schools now that if, if this was an FCS school, yeah, maybe I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe I'm being too harsh, but. It just seems to me, um, I, it, it, it seems like there, there, there was no effort to make a change. It's like, uh, we're comfortable here. We don't have the resources. So we're just going to stay here with no plan or purpose to how can we improve. And now that we're going to the Big 12, we have to improve. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, now we're going to be announcing some things in the next few weeks. Uh, you know, under Tom Herman, things are much better way more hype around the team and program. And of course they were winning too, but the hype was, was legit. I mean, Tom Herman football for a while was like, because it's football was bigger than UH basketball is now. Tom, I mean, Herman. That's Tom Herman, help me. Where's he? Herman. Somewhere up. He, Florida. Some ties <laughs> up there with Ohio state. For oh, a while. yeah. So, but, you know, yeah. Like that too. But this comment, where was it from? Mr. Smith, Dana and UH football marketing is awful. He doesn't know how to hype his own program. Um, you know, Dana's got a Andy, you were there when Dana said he was told to stay in his lane. When marketing was it marketing or, or higher up told him to stay in his lane when it comes to promotion, right? He, he did say kind of stay in his lane, but yeah, he said that at the same uh, two weeks from tomorrow. See, see that's the problem. The face, well, of your franchise, your, the face of your franchise has to stay in his lane. What is that? Say, man, wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold up. Mr. Gibson, let me ask the question. It, 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 the, the, the athletic director at Ohio State, that last name was Gene Green. Is it Gene Green? Smith. Gene Smith. Smith. Gene, it, has Gene Smith walked down to Ryan Day office and told him to stay in this lane when he's talking talk about promoting his, his program? Never. I can say that with kind of confidence. That no, that that would never happen. No. So, I mean, one thing Herm, no, Her, Her, Herman, Her, Herman was very verbose, but they were winning. But this this is when you you have to do it, guys. Come on, what is stay in your lane? Anytime that head coach is out there, he's marketing for his program. Right. Anytime he opens his mouth and gets in front of a camera, that's marketing for U of H football. Yes. And I, my, I don't understand know. how you, I don't understand what that means. Stay in your lane because anytime you're out there now, there's been some things come out of his mouth, make me scratch my head about him being a head sure. coach and what he does. But Was the it? fact of the matter remains when you tell somebody to stay in your lane, come on, that's your face. And then I mean, do it. Okay. But see, the, the simple counter to that is this. Men's basketball, 
When asked about marketing this past season, Coach Kelvin Sampson said he only takes care of the team's performance. Let me give y'all without. There's a reason there's one person. <laughs> well, yes. When Coach took over, Coach Kelvin Sampson took over. The first conference media day that he was at, AAC media day, probably in Philadelphia. Me and colleague Jerry Woodley were the only two media from Houston there at the media day in Philly, okay? It's like his first year, I think first year, coach was there. We talked about marketing and, you know, different things. And basically he said, guys, when I got here, I asked about marketing, I asked about promotions. And they're like, we don't have that. We don't have anybody in charge of doing that. And that's when I got, I said, Lauren, you got it. Lauren, you take over, you do this. And Lauren's been doing it ever since, been doing a great job of it. Wow. There is no equivalent of Lauren Sampson for football. But with Lauren, Kelvin Sampson has also been out promoting, as AD said, promoting his team. Because will you talk about it shouldn't be his job? It shouldn't be his job. It should be the job of the coach. But here, <laughs> somebody got to do it if it's not being done. Right. I, I agree. It shouldn't be his job. But at the same time, don't tell him to stay in this lane. What? I mean, he's the face of the franchise. Yes. Man, you know. you're stay. Ah, that's. But see, Whew. he said that comment. Boy, that's some other stuff I could say right now on the air. I'm going to tell you guys off the air that it's going to blow, blow your minds. Fans, I'm sorry. I can't share it publicly. Y'all are just freak out. <clears throat> but it's along those lines about Dana being told to stay in his lane. U.S. does things backwards. They've been doing things backwards for years since I was a student there. Okay, you know, I told a story. <laughs> when I was a student there, when it, when it was game week, football game week, there was zero promotion of it on campus. You couldn't see signs. You couldn't see hardly any mention of it if it was in the maybe a school paper, maybe. But anything around, like, like on the marquees or any signs in, you know, in the yard or on campus, got a game this week. None of that. None of that. I said that on radio, what is it, 30 some years ago. And some alums are like, Shame on you, Chris, talking about your program. And I'm like, am I wrong? I didn't say you were wrong, but just put it put out there for, for the public. Who's going to fix it then if nobody else knows about it? Andy, you've seen there's a better job of marketing about game week now and when you were a student there on campus. But when I was there, hell, man, come on, man. No way. It was, if we didn't know, if we weren't true diehard fans of football, no, you, it, it was, it was an embarrassment. It was a disgrace. So that's the mentality that has been there for years for you when it comes to marketing. It's gotten just, a little better, but it's got so, so, so much further to go. What were you going to say? I have a friend of mine. I just thought about this. I have a friend of mine. Uh, he interned in the athletic department when we were in school. Um, he did probably ran again across the board. Operations, tickets, things of that nature. He began working in athletic communications, strategic communications. Got a bird's eye view of the entire program. 
but he started in promotions, marketing. Did the started if I remember properly, uh, wrestling, men's wrestling, and he started there, worked his way up, graduated, stayed with the program, worked his way up, became athletic director. Uh, you mentioned earlier Andy Florida Atlantic. He was Florida Atlantic's athletic director, and now he's the athletic director of Washington State. His name is Pat Chung. Mm-hmm. Pat Chung, and I just think about and now those are the types of things I think about. And this was 25, 30 years ago. I'm dating myself, but I, so when I hear stuff, and I'm like, it's, it it seems basic. It seems elementary. And this is not to disparage anyone's character at all. It's not. But at the same time, I've seen it done. I know how it can be done. And I'm not perfect. I'm not omniscient and omnipotent at all, but Man, I, I I I don't understand. I don't. We're we're gonna wrap it up with that because we could do this for a while. But let's see. It's halftime of Boston Atlanta Hawks are losing by twelve to the Celtics, sixty five fifty three. I want to thank Ad Moore for joining us to talk football for the first part of the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for the invite, guys. Uh, Chris, you got, you, you got fans who. Uh, Fans of you now, Mr. Moore. So, A.D. Moore, the AdMax Corner, is on the Houston Round Bar View playlist. Look for it, playlist, the AdMax Corner. A lot of stuff. Folks, I got a whole bunch of playlists on the YouTube channel. Let's Rage Cougs, the AdMax Corner, Folks Talking Sports, Let's Talk Houston Rockets, and then coaches, interviews, all other, other kind of playlists as well. So, there's a lot of content here on the channel. But I wanted to get AD here to, so y'all could see who he is in case you don't know who he is. A lot of people seem to enjoy it. They need to know that after every Houston Texans game during the regular season, he – oh, I won't even mention postseason, but – Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah it won't be that. won't be that for a while, Andy. So, uh, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. If Brad Deball can come in there and win, and win within the season and get the New York Giants turned around, Hey, things can things can you get the right you get the right mix you know a player two here or there things could get turned around. But let me just say this, guys, quickly. Thursday, you know the first first round of the draft. Be looking out. I'll probably be on on both platforms depending on what's available. You know, be looking forward because we will have information. I will be coming live from the site coming out uh, in RG uh, Thursday night, particularly because the Texans will be through early Thursday. <laughs> And, and that <laughs> will I see you smiling? I mean, hey, I, didn't say that. I, didn't, <laughs> I see you smiling, man. Hey, man, but hey, that's what happens when you that's finish. Well. Low, when you finish at the bottom, you get to finish early at the top for the draft. But, but you AD, know what? Let me say this: number twelve pick, number twelve. I'll say Stroud at two and Smith and Jigba at twelve. How about that? Yeah, at twelve, yeah. at twelve, that twelfth pick might not be till what. Nine o'clock, ten thirty, something like that. No, no. Oh God, my God, no. Yeah, they gonna, I hope no, I hope not. They are gonna use. <laughs> hey, trust me, they are gonna use all fifteen minutes of that time I allocated. That's because the first round is only for that Thursday night. Because you, it's, right? It's, but it's it, like twelve picks, fifteen 12 picks minutes. Could probably be. I would say three hours. Around a third. Well, start? Well, I, start? well, I don't want to disappoint you, but I, I don't. I don't think. I think. I think I mean, the, the the kid you just mentioned about Zebat, he's a good receiver. But I think there's some other ones out here that might address our needs. The and, and and that's not a knock on him. I just I just think 
I'm 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 a globalist now, and I need I, I need to see I need to see some high point receivers, man. And and it, like I say, it it could be one down there in in the Bayou that uh, might might I'm not necessarily saying he's a first round pick, but they might get him in the second or the third round. So we'll see. Go ahead, Will. The 2022 Rose Bowl and the 2022 Ohio State Nebraska game. Yeah. All right, Will. Right. You just talked about it. How can folks find you on social media? All right, boss. I appreciate you as always. Uh, social media, uh, Instagram, as well as Twitter at Will Gibson7. Will knows on Facebook. AD, you got a fan of no salt. So, and I'm gonna put it out there as well. I had AD on the show. I asked him to come on the show because I'm dragging him to make him produce some content for the draft. So I had to get his behind on the show to see he come out here so fans know who he is. So, Mr. Moore, you got a fan right here, no salt. No salt. No, sir. Yeah, she so, can catch me on uh, Twitter, AD underscore Moore 64. AdMaxCorner.com, AdMaxCorner, YouTube, and plus uh I'm, and when when you guys not when you guys not in 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 the spotlight, you know, and when I saw Andy Young is with the sunlight shining on him at at the uh final <laughs> four and the final two, you know, I mean I I'm I jump on the platform man on the uh Houston Round Ball platform as well in doing the season. But hey guys, I appreciate it, man. Like I said, this is a we're all independents. We all guys are on our own. We can prove that, you know, we don't need any, need somebody else. We know it. We love it. We walk it. We eat it. We breathe it. You know, and we just want to be uh, – we are passionate about what we do. But one thing about it, uh, I'll say this. I won't lie to you. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm going to tell you the truth. If it hurts your feelings, uh, okay, here's a Kleenex. Go, go on down there and drop, drop your eyes. But I'm going to just tell you the truth. And that's just the way it is. I've seen it. I've seen quite a bit, and I appreciate it. Thank you guys, and thank and, you know. I'm, I'm, I have, I'm, I'm. It's my privilege to be on. You know, Will Gibson thought he could, he could slide into this city. What was it last year? You tried to slip in the city, and I'm walking, I'm walking through the press box. Yep. Will trying to sit here, and I'm going like, you know, Will ain't trying to be, you know, you trying to be incognito, and I'm, I'm going like, you know, like I'm in my six or somebody. I just walk over there and bust it. Hey, Will, what's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, you stopped dying on me, yeah. too. Hey, all right, I'll say it now. Browns will be back in Houston. I am coming. I will be in the city. We will chop it up. Look, look forward to it. All right, Andy, how can folks find you, my man? Yes, sir. They can follow me on Twitter at Aon is underscore five. And now that StreamYard has added the the headline, luxury of being headline. able to have the headline, yeah. it's basically a second line. You can also be sure, more importantly, to uh, go to www.youtube.com at Potsdamer Jammer, where you can subscribe to the Potsdamer Jammer YouTube channel. And if you haven't done so, check out the full interview with athletic director at the University of Houston, Chris Pesman. We also had a good interview the day before with Dayon Dunlap and I, where we talked with University of Houston 2023 signee Parker Jenkins, is a running back four-star that's going to be playing in the upcoming, or he's going to be with the Houston Cruz in the upcoming season as they have their inaugural Big 12 run. Real quickly, number two and number 12 for Houston. Obviously, those are going to be the headlines. God, take a quarterback at number two. I'll leave it at that. And I do want to bring Allen Allen Train, Tank Dell, whether he goes in the second round, whether he goes in the third round, he has talent. And at the end of the day, talent prevails all. Whatever team gets Tank Dell, I, oh. this is going to be me putting my, I think they'll get a steal wherever he goes in the second or third round. What you got, Will? What you got? Real quick. 
Uh, it happened Final Four weekend, so I didn't get a chance to tell you guys, but he was in Cleveland for a top 30 visit. And word is he is the best route runner yeah. in the yeah. draft. He's got talent. He He's yeah. going to be a steal. Whoever takes him in the second or third round, he's going to be a steal. Appreciate that, Will. Thank you for that info. And everybody, you know, <laughs> Alan, Mr. Smith, No Salt, Tony M, Jaymon, In Orbita, H-Town, Big uh, Dodge, Mr. Smith again. Just want to salute everybody. This is what we are trying to do. So this is one of my goals. Not just talking basketball, Rockets. I do that, talk Cougs as well. But as has been told by my alma mater, the Houston Round Bar Review is a media group. Okay? Media group. So cover more than just basketball. Mr. Moore has been credentialed to cover the big game the last two years under the Houston Round Bar Review umbrella. So it's not just basketball here. Still looking for a baseball person. Might have somebody for that for the Astros come summertime. Branching out. So, but the show, Andy's part of it. Will's part of it. We were on the lunch break this Thursday, this past Thursday, part of the BS3 Network, live from noon to one on Roku on the BS3 Network. Download that app. That's what it is, BS3 Network on Roku. You can watch the show, a lot of shows, a lot of content on there. So we are branching out. If you want to sponsor Hit me up, kgardner at thehrr.com. We are growing. Uh, the Houston Rombar Review, in some form of, or fashion, will be at the Big 12 Football Media Day in July. We got other, we didn't touch on it, other dates for AD, excuse me, Will. Big 10 Media Day is in Indianapolis. Yep. End of July, like the 25th or so, Will, something like that, 25th, 26th. Uh believe something confirmed that day, but that sounds correct. Yes. Let me see if I still got that. Got it up here. Uh, uh, let's see. It's not cooperated for me. But anyway, but Big 12 is July 12th and 13th in Arlington. Man, the SEC got four days. Four days for the football for the football media day. That just blows my mind. But anyway. That's normal. Yeah. That's 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 normal practice for them. Yeah. But for, that's, man, that's, that's what the big boys do. So yeah. But thank you to everybody for, for chiming in in your comments. And no thought, I took your suggestion about adding some of the sound effects. I just put it together roughly 20 minutes before today's show, putting those clips together, got more in store. And, th- and the clips you, you heard Saturday in the Let's Talk Houston Rockets, that was from Jackson Gatlin. So Jackson added those sound effects via his platform on the show, and he gave me the idea of doing that for this show. So, old man got new toys. So look out. So, <laughs> and real quickly before we sign off, you do need to give a shout out to the Houston Cougars men's golf team in Santiago yes. de la Fuente that won. They are conference champions. Santiago won the American Athletic Conference individual championship in men's golf, and and the men's golf team won the the team championship in the American Athletic Conference. So they ended their conference year in the in the American with a bang. And he he won by was was it right by ten strokes? Is that right? <laughs> Um, something like that. <laughs> something. Yeah, ten under two hundred. So he, he hey, killed. Hey, hey Andy, he quickly, killed. let me ask a question. Aren't the, with the championships that the Cougars keep piling up, aren't they in the process of winning the President's Cup? That's the one that gets the most championship the overall conference school championship for, for the American. Yeah, oh, should they, they be? Four. They They're have four. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
I mean, this is something that this is something that needs to be put out there. Hey, I mean, come on, guys, you dominating. Well, that's you, that's why we're here, AD. Because oh, okay. if you wait is going to do it, we'll do it here on this just, platform. Just, t- just tell on, them what it's just tell what it's in the check. Just AD, tell them honestly, you still send the check. Yeah, uh, honestly, I, I hadn't heard about it before that, so we'll, we'll see. I know they have four in volleyball, uh, swimming, and diving obviously, men's basketball, and the men's yeah. team that went it today. So that's four. Yeah, be, I mean, go back and start looking at the criteria. I think they should be running for the president's cup for the one you know, the school that the athletic department that has you know come up with the most championships. We'll see. We did not talk about the tank Ryan Garcia fight, boy, tank landed a perfect Ooh. left hook right there to Ryan's. Or what is this liver, kidneys, whatever, liver, and yeah. that delay reaction, and and the king is moving up in weight, and Tank is going to stay where he is and re- wrecking havoc. It was a good fight, a lot of fun there. Everybody, thank you. Tune in this Thursday on the lunch break. May get draft another colleague edition. on a draft edition on the lunch break. See if I can get. I'm not going to say who yet, but and also, if you haven't seen it, my interview with the vice president of Big 12 men's basketball, Mr. John Williams. That's also available on the Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel. Please. He said plenty of things that you did not know. Stuff I didn't know. Dropped some gold, some gems about scheduling, upcoming events, planned for the Big 12 in preseason, going to Mexico, a lot of different things. And he's just my first interview of Big 12 big wigs that I have in store, folks, the Houston Round Bar Review Media Group. Support us. Thank you. Tell your friends about us. Willie, AD, Andy, thank you. And this has been a blast. I appreciate everybody taking time out to share their insight and their opinions. And we'll see you in a few days. Everybody take care. Peace. Yes, sir. Shout Later. out Corey Peace. Jones making plays for the Astros. <laughs>